Hi. Sorry, but this week's college stress is getting to me. But it's still better than the other shit currently going on, so... I'm going to have to elaborate. This is going to be a bit complicated, so let's attempt some structure, shall we? As usual, my problems are based on three fun areas of my life. My roommate, my boyfriend, and my sister. This will happen a lot, I'm afraid. That is my life, after all. Let's start with the most strange one, the roommate. Now you're thinking... Emilia, I thought you'd just managed to get rid of your roommate problems. You moved away from the superhero-obsessed weirdo. What could possibly be irking you once more in this dream apartment that you moved into literally in the span of a week without giving it a second thought, much less a third? At this point, you're probably trailing off, realizing how much of an idiot I am, and finally let me elaborate. So here's the thing. Remember when I said he was very polite? Pleasant? Well, he still is. He's actually a bunch of kinds of awesome. He regularly gets groceries, and he's made breakfast for the both of us before. I don't know if that will continue to be a thing, though. And yeah, all that's awesome, but... His overall... Demeanor? I just can't figure him out. He spends a huge chunk of his time in his room. I realize I have absolutely no idea what he actually does for a living, or if he goes to school or something. Any time he spends outside his room in this flat is like a novelty. He has a bathroom next to his room, accessible through it, and he always keeps that locked from the outside. Again, that's fine, it's okay to be reclusive. But sometimes there's these little things, like he'll come home having bought groceries, but before even putting the ice cream into the freezer, he puts these weird packages straight into his room. So whatever those are, I'm obviously not supposed to see it. He takes the not going or even looking into his room rule very seriously. I once tried to go for a peek and he very politely, told me to leave him his private space. Now I know all of this doesn't sound like the biggest deal ever, it isn't even all that unique, but it just somehow gets to me. I'm too freaking curious! It's like there's this giant alien in front of me, but I can only see it from the back, and I'm like, geez, if I'm going to live with an alien, at least I don't want to be staring at its backside all day. Uh, this metaphor got away from me. The point is, I can't focus whenever it's brought up again, and my brain has a tendency to bring up uncomfortable or intriguing things while I'm trying to focus on something I happen to not be dying to figure out. Like the fact that my sister won't be here for my birthday. A minor problem, I know, but added to the alien roommate thing, and you've created a bucket of distractions for my brain to keep falling into, and then it gets all soggy and can't work. At least she's called me to let me know. Wish me a happy birthday in advance and stuff. And honestly, it's hard to stay mad at someone who's swooning about how great Belgium is and how booking flight at this time of year is, like, crazy costly. The money our parents put aside for us isn't going to last forever, and I'm certainly unqualified for job life so far, and every penny she saves, I can throw out the window. At some pedestrians or something. That'll be some fun alternative birthday activity. So... As soon as I couldn't take the studying this week anymore, I suddenly had nothing to do, considering this secluded roommate lack of birthday plans or any places to go, really. Conclusively, I looked up superhero stuff again. I thought by now I'd be off it, but it's strangely habit-forming. Damn you, Greg. Anyway. I found a cute little article called The Vigilante Counter. Whoever wrote it is a huge fan of the initiative, and I don't blame them exactly. Enough people's lives have been messed up by self-governed vigilantes. 
The article counted two months and 19 days since the last vigilante incident. I'm sure you all remembered the force. Truly memorable, that bloke. But even that didn't waste my entire week, and the horrifying option of celebrating my birthday kept dawning on me. Like, why celebrate your birthday anyway? You're just one year closer to being hit in the head by a train that the superhero currently battling the insane person hurling around bloody trains couldn't stop because none of the supers that live near you actually have super strength. That's how I'll go out, I just know it. And if I do celebrate, I basically have to prepare for... For who? Guests are kind of socially required to be humans, and humans I currently don't have an abundance of. And don't get me started on surprise parties. I'm forever alone, forever being the time it takes Audrey to get back, so no one's going to throw one for me. I'm not desperate enough to invite any of my college friends either. Call me asocial, but in the two months I've been in this city, I haven't gotten very buddy-buddy with anyone. Gordon was really a lucky strike, and we'll get to him later. Anyway, let me tell you, there are two kinds of people who study science at the Hugh Baird College. The kind that just think everything is dope and are really in it for the credit and money. Ugh. And the kind who are in it for the learning, the science, the excitement. So they won't be any fun to hang out with after my gray matter has absorbed all the science our lectures could throw at us and would simply not take up anymore. Not even if it gets pie. Gray matter is very unbribable. Trust me, I've tried. So that's me. Spending my birthday alone, throwing pennies out a window, wondering how far I'll be taking this whole literal metaphor thing. Oh yeah, and I haven't even gotten to the most shitty point yet. Back to boyfriend business it is. Remember how it was so hilarious that Gordon had mud on his shoes last week? Well, I've mulled it over a bunch, usually while I should have focused, but that's not the point. And it's really unlikely for him to just forget where he'd gotten that mud from or even be distracted enough to miss it on the street. Empty-headed is the last thing I would call Gordon. He's got laser focus, kind of exactly unlike me. If there's a task to perform, any task, like literally any benign task, he will conquer that task. He has a game plan for that task. That task will be running home to mommy once he's done with it. I would honestly not be surprised to see him working out a diagram on how to arrange shoes most efficiently. So I've... So I've come to the undeniable conclusion that he's cheating on me. Think about it. Actually, no, you don't have to think about it. I've thought about it for you already. Thinking ahead. Boom. Also, it, it's not really your problem. Anyways, I've looked into it and there is absolutely no place he could have gotten that dirt on his shoes if he'd come here from his apartment, meaning he came from somewhere else. I know he wasn't at university because he told me he was using his free days to catch up on his Russian before his teacher left town for two months. And since he's being taught at his place, that's not it either. So now comes the one million pound question. Why lie? For what? A secret second girlfriend, that's what. And that's exactly why he can't come over to my birthday either. Guilt. He can't face me on the occasion of the day I was unleashed upon this earth. Or maybe, maybe it's me jumping into a relationship without knowing enough again. But I feel that it, it's still his fault for being shitty. I got into the relationship with my adoptive parents without knowing enough, probably, seeing how I was only a couple of months old, and that turned out great, so there. I'm not sorry, not even a little bit. It's not my fault no one's here, it's not- God. I feel so silly. You wanted to move here, Amelia. You love it here. Liverpool is awesome. Envy me. Gee, that got out of hand. I'm- I'm fine. You don't have to call Uncle Will. I'm good. 
I'll be stuffing my face with waffles at Maddie's. It better be as good as Audrey promised. You'll hear from my continued misery as it... Well, continues. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. It is written and edited by Esther Reisenberger, who also voices Amelia. If you like and want to support this show, please leave a rating and a comment so that we can become more visible to potential listeners. For more information and original artwork, check out normallyordinary.com. That's www.normally-ordinary.com. And remember, behind every mask is someone desperately needing to go to the restroom. <laughs>